In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Angels and the lore surrounding them were a regular fixture in my life growing up. We had various angel ornaments adorning the walls of my childhood home above every doorway on the dressers, bookshelves, and cabinets. My father often told his angel story to me of the time he closed his eyes in prayer one day during Mass and saw wisps of smoky angel-like figures sitting around the chancel and around the altar. He said it was as if they were dwelling in the holy place, watching over things, keeping the space and its inhabitants safe. My mother often told her story as well of the time when she was praying in bed, asking God for guidance and assurance during a difficult time, and upon completing her prayer, she looked up to see a beautiful angel smiling down upon her. And when my great-grandfather passed away, the patriarch of my family with whom I was very close, my mother and grandmother told me that Grandpa wasn't really gone, he was now my guardian angel. Now one might think these angel stories are beautiful and quaint, precious and sweet, but for me as a young girl, already keenly aware of God and Jesus, angels and demons, and the real evil taking place in the world around me, these angel stories became a source of real stress and anxiety for me. So much so that when I went into my room to pray to God at night, my prayer would often sound something like this. Dear God, please do not send me an angel. I am too scared to see an angel face to face. If you could just let the angels continue to be invisible to me, that would be great. And God, please tell Grandpa I miss him and love him, but I do not need him to come visit me. I'm fine. <laughs> I was terrified of seeing an angel. The idea of this otherworldly creature, giant and bright with wings sent by God that might suddenly appear in the middle of my normal and mundane life, excuse me, gave me an existential crisis at a young age. And to think my dead grandfather would randomly show up in my room at night to tell me I'm safe was literally the stuff of nightmares for me as a kid. The thought of an seeing an angel struck fear into my heart. And as I reflect on this fear from my childhood, a feeling that admittedly still somewhat remains today, I think I was totally justified in being terrified of angels. Take, for instance, the various angel stories from Scripture. Fear not, the angel said to Hagar in the desert. Fear not. The angel said to a trembling Daniel, Fear not, said the angels as they appeared to the shepherds outside of Bethlehem. Fear not, the angel Gabriel said to Mary and then to Joseph. Scripture shows us that when the angels show up, people freak out. The angels have to clear the air whenever they appear by reminding us over and over again not to be afraid. 
If they're doing this, their appearance must be pretty intimidating and overwhelming. Today is the feast of St. Michael the Archangel, and we celebrate him, the holy general of God's army, famous for throwing Satan out of heaven, which we hear in the book of Revelation today. According to this passage, the dragon and his followers were, Satan the dragon and his followers were cast down to the earth to live an existence aimed at leading the world astray. This alone is terrifying enough, but think of what St. Michael the archangel is like to have been able to conquer the dragon beast Satan and cast him out of heaven. If you look at our stained glass windows here in our Michael Chapel, St. Michael's eyes are a piercing oval shaped bright blue and he stands large and victorious, looming powerfully over the weak and scared looking Satan the dragon. Now after hearing this story and looking at this image, who wants St. Michael the Archangel to show up in their bedroom at random just to check in? This is an intense story, a story about the power of our God, and it is a story about the terrifying and beautiful power of the angels that walk among us, working behind the scenes of our lives in the holy battle between good and evil. Today we also hear the story of Jacob's dream in Genesis. Jacob is a man on the run, fleeing for his life after betraying his brother Esau. And as he sleeps in the desert night with his head upon a stone, God brings him a dream in which Jacob sees beyond the veil and witnesses the angels at work in this world. He sees a ladder extended between heaven and earth on which the activity of angels coming and going is taking place. And it is overwhelming to him. Both scripture stories today are extraordinary. Both stories paint a picture of God actively at work in the world. Both tell the story of angels and their work in our lives. And they also paint a picture of the very real evil we are up against. After the news cycle this week, many of us are raw from the stress, anger, and fear that has been stirred up in those stories shared. In the world today, we witness regularly the evil we humans enact on one another. Men abusing women, women being silenced, living in fear and shame homophobia threatening people's safety and lives, racism working to subordinate, hold down, and take the lives of fellow human beings, fear of immigrants and homeless persons who continue to be marginalized and disempowered by our legal system, the sexual assault and abuse of children by those in positions of religious authority and power and the continued justification of these crimes are being displayed and argued for by those who have profound resources and political control. The fight for power is among us. It always has been so. The call for bloodshed and punishment is ongoing. The cries of agony and the suffering of injustice continues 
and the anger. There is so much anger. Yes, angels may be terrifying and overwhelming, but what we humans do to ourselves and to one another is far more terrifying than any angel that may show itself to us. This picture of St. Michael the Archangel in all his fierce power and intensity makes perfect sense in light of all the hate, fear, and evil taking place in this world around us. But like Jacob, stranded in the desert, we can take comfort in knowing that God has not left us alone to fend for ourselves. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. God speaks these words to Jacob in his dream as he watches the angels come and go. St. Michael, the archangel general, and his fellow angels are fighting the battle. The latter is open, and the angels are busy coming and going every day, working without end to bring goodness and love into this world. God lifts the veil and reveals the latter to Jacob because God is calling Jacob. God is calling Jacob into the battle, calling him to fight alongside the angels in the battle for good, in the battle for truth, in the battle for love. And we, like Jacob, are being called as well. Jacob is called into holy transformation for himself and for the community he builds. He is called to create a community where God's people can live in peace and abide in God's unconditional love, and he cannot do so without joining that battle. The battle that takes place both within Jacob as he comes to terms with his own transgressions, and it takes place outside of him as he builds a community rooted in God's goodness and love. In order to join the battle, he must change, he must face the evil within himself, and take that holy transformation to the world around him and face the evil there as well. Joining the battle takes courage. It takes great courage because joining the battle means letting go of ourselves, our ego, and our power in order to be formed by God for God's love in the battle for goodness and truth. Joining the battle means we promise to tell our stories and our truth even if it means we would be exposed and vulnerable in doing so. It means we will speak truth to power even if it will make us unpopular, scorned, or ridiculed. It means we will believe victims and protect them and hold those responsible to higher standards of morality. Joining the battle means we welcome the outsider, the other, the stranger. It means we will turn the other cheek. It means we will march for justice and peace even if we are met with scrutiny and violence. It means we will surround the downcast and the outsider with love and acceptance like a shield against discrimination and hate, even if it means taking great risk for ourselves. 
For those of us born to privilege joining the battle means we will use our resources to help those who are disadvantaged, even if it means we might lose our status and comfort, even if it means we become vulnerable and confused. When Jesus calls us to follow him, to be a disciple, to lose our life in order to gain it, Jesus is calling us to join the battle. To join the fight with St. Michael, the Archangel, and all the company of heaven to fight for justice, freedom, and peace, to walk in the way of love, to make God's love manifest in this world. And to do this takes great courage because it takes great sacrifice. Jacob nearly lost everything in the desert. He certainly lost his life, the old life of ego and deceit. He lost his life, but he gained his soul, joining the fight and following God's call. And God was always with him in this work. If we are terrified of angels, perhaps it is not the angels that are actually so terrifying. Perhaps it is the call to join them, to follow Jesus, to lose our life in order to save the world in the battle for good that scares us the most. Fear not, the angels say over and over again. Fear not, the angel And fear not the call to follow God. Fear not the life you will lose. Fear not the battle for good. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. God speaks these words to Jacob in his dream. Jesus speaks similar words to his disciples And God speaks these words to us today. I am with you. And I will keep you wherever you go, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Take up the call. Enter into holy transformation. Join the fight for goodness and truth. Be a messenger of God's unconditional love to this broken world. And do not... Let yourself be discouraged when evil shows itself. God is always with us in the fight for goodness and truth and with the power of God's unconditional and steadfast love, we are capable of miracles. Finally, I leave you with a poem by feminist and civil rights activist, scholar, and writer Maya Angelou. The poem is rather fitting for today and our message. It is called, Touched by an Angel. We, unaccustomed to courage, exiles from delight, live coiled in shells of loneliness until love leaves its high holy temple and comes into our sight to liberate us into life. Love arrives, and in its train come ecstasies, old memories of pleasure, ancient histories of pain. Yet if we are bold, love strikes away the chains of fear from our souls. 
We are weaned from our timidity in the flush of love's light. We dare be brave. And suddenly we see that love costs all we are and will ever be. Yet it is only love. It is only love which sets us free. With St. Michael, the archangel, and all the company of heaven, may we have the courage to join the holy battle for good, walk the way of love, be part of that bright light that is casting out the darkness in this world. Amen. <laughs>